Hi, welcome to this uh, Living Work Abroad show. Uh, welcome to this week's uh, World of uh, Change and uh, uh, we're looking at the new world order that's uh, uh, upon us and becoming more evident and more real every day. You can follow us at productpartnership.com. Uh, we can subscribe as a retained client and, and get advice and guidance for expats living and working abroad. Um, and watch our live YouTube videos uh, at the Living and Working Board Show. Or you can also join us if you're on the move on our Twitter space and we can have a conversation there. Uh, so go along to the Living and Working Board Show uh, Twitter space as well and, and get involved there. Uh, so let's dive right into it today. What's, um, what we want to talk about today, first of all, is property closure. We featured recently uh, the ongoing uh, saga with Evergrande in China. Evergrande is this massive property company uh, that has got itself in big debt. It's got 268 million pounds of debt and is due to be uh, uh, wound up uh, in, in the Hong Kong courts uh, in, in the, this month. But that's now been put off uh, to the 4th of December. And they've been given to the 4th of December, another month, uh, to either come up with some financing and rescheduling of their debts so they can continue to function as a business uh, or go bust. Now, the complication there, as well as them only having a month to find finance for 268 million, is also that the company uh, and the executives are under investigation um, for um, the, the way that they've been managing the companies in China, uh, which... Um, you know, it might just, it might be not just the money that's going missing at the end of the day. Um, so they're in a, a bit of a pickle over there. There's lots of ghost cities in China uh, where this property's been built and nobody's occupied them. But there's lots of debt in a company like Evergrande where um, the, the investors have paid off plan for the building, but the building has never been built or never been finished. And it can't be finished now because Evergrande have run out of money. If Evergrande collapses, it could bring down other big property companies and it could bring down the Chinese property market and spread as a contagion around the world uh, with the property collapse would have an impact on banks and finances with the mortgages and have an impact around the world. So a new world order could come about through these property uh, closures. So let's keep an eye on that. We'll give you an update next month. Uh, for more information and guidance on investing in overseas property, contact us at productpartnership.com. Are you sheared off? There's lots of conflict going on in the world. It was started already um, by the, the Russians, uh, a, a, an orthodox religion, orthodox Christian religion-based economy. Uh, but their allies, Iran, are Shia-based Muslims. Now, there's two main factions of Muslims, the, the two sons of Muhammad, uh, the Shias and the Sunnis, Iran are effectively uh, represent the Shia wing of, of Muslim. And they are the people that have accelerated the actions um, and the conflicts in Azerbaijan a month ago, where 100,000 Orthodox Armenians were evicted from Nagorno-Karabakh uh, and had to flee to Ar Armenia. Um, uh, and Azerbaijan being a Shia Muslim country uh, on the borders of Iran. Uh, and then quickly that's followed by 
uh, funded by Iran invading Israel and then Russia uh, Putin inviting the Iranians and Hamas uh, all to a well done party in Moscow in the last week. So thanks very much for that. We clearly it's a new world order. There's nothing wrong with that. Russia, Iran, China, um, you know, uh, Shia Muslims, Sunni Muslims, it, it's the way of the world. But it is a new world order. So for expats that are relocating abroad and thinking about um, uh, where, where they plant their business and economic um, and property investment ties overseas, they obviously need to consider what the new world order is. So um, relocating to work or set up business or continue to do business in Hong Kong may not be uh, the, the option uh, that you would consider uh, today uh, like it was 10 years ago. Uh, so think about the new world order. Think about where you living, want to live and work abroad and contact us for more information and guidance at productpartnership.com. So let's talk about 2024, Happy New Year and a new world order. Uh, so we we've looked at that there could be a new world order on uh, property if there's a, a global property crisis and a new world order with uh, uh, the military political muscle being flexed by Russia, uh, uh, Iran and, and North Korea. Um, what, what about the new world order in the Western democracies? So in 2024, we've got big elections coming up. Uh, there's a new presidential election um, in, in, at the end of 2024. And that could see either uh, an, an, another octogenarian president uh, elected. Um, Biden uh, was the deputy of Obama. So in, in effect, if, if Biden gets re-elected, that's eight years of Biden, eight years of Obama, the same politics and, and the way of doing things in, in their world order. Um, or it's another four years of Trump. But again, that's a different uh, octogenarian's approach. Um, but it's still a bit old school as well. A new wave of political thinking uh, of, of younger political leaders could come through, uh, but not if they're being blocked by the money, the establishment, the old ways of the octogenarians in, in in, in America. So will we see a new world order this time or will we have to wait another five years for America to change? Uh, we'll see in, in 2024. In the UK, we've got general election as well in the UK. And this could be good news for UK expats living and working abroad if you want to vote. I'll come to that in a moment. First of all, let's just consider, uh, are, are, the, are the British going to, uh, vote for the same government or a different government that is the same. Um, depending upon what your opinions are, my view is that the, the Tory government of the last uh, 10, 15 years have uh, continued with the Brown Blair form of social management of the economy, um, uh, creating a dependency culture uh, and a debt-laden culture. Uh, and, and so if the Conservatives are elected, they're still pretty much batting on that same wicket. Whereas if Labour are re-elected, uh, then uh, the Labour government is very likely just to maintain that Blair-Brown uh, Blair status quo 
piling on debt, piling on dependency and, and, and stifling economic flair and investment for Britain going forward. Um, so it's an interesting time uh, whether the UK will have the same government for another five years or 10 years or whether they'll actually get a new wave of new thinking uh, and new ideas and a new government. Where that might come from, we don't know. Brexit could have done that for the UK, um, but they're still not, uh, they're trying to get involved with the Asian economies, the dynamic Asian growing economies, but they're not quite there yet. And will the election allow them to make that break to a new entrepreneurial future, or will it be the same uh, uh, dependency, social debt-based uh, government? More of that in next year. Expats living and working abroad might be able to get a stay. When you're an expat and you a UK expat, you go and live and work abroad. You still got some voting rights for a period of time, uh, but up until today, still, if you're a long-term expat and you've been living and working abroad as a UK citizen for more than 15 years, then then you lose your right to vote. Now, the 15-year mark is something that is used in in domicile for assessing tax dependency, whether you're domicile uh, or non-domicile. So it can, being non-dom can be have some great uh, tax benefits. And if you want to vote in the UK, uh, that would consider you to be domicile and therefore you're not gonna get the benefits of, of tax planning as non-domicile. Um, however, if you want to have a, a, a say in, in the future of the country, the old world country, um, uh, then Potentially, there's legislation being scheduled to be introduced in January 24 to create a new world order where expats, UK expats, British citizens still, who've been abroad for more than 15 years and could be considered to be automatically to be non-domicile, uh, could then get the right to vote. And that could uh, add up to 3 million UK expats around the world with that power to vote. Um, so you may or may not want that. Um, if that law is passed in January, it's got to go through the legislative and consultative process to come into force. It's only just going to come into force shortly before any election, be that in May or September. So uh, look out for that if you want to have a, a voice in, in the future um, uh, of, of voting for, by expats living and working abroad, UK expats living and working abroad. One final thought on the 2024 um, uh, voting. In the USA, uh, you can only be elected president if you were born in the USA. So many major politicians, uh, expats that moved into the USA can't actually vote, uh, can't actually become president. Uh, so they may have uh, been born in Europe, relocated to uh, America uh, in their childhood, uh, but even at the age of 50 or 60, they still can't be elected uh, president of the United States. Biden and uh, Trump were both born in the United States, and hence they can be president. Boris Johnson, the former uh, prime minister of the UK, uh, who promised a radical change in so many ways, uh, was actually born in New York. So he could stand, at, uh, if he got his citizenship, uh, to become president uh, of the USA. Richie Shunak, the existing prime minister, can't because he was born in Southampton. 
uh, and he, he just last year gave up his American citizenship, which he took up while working in, in California during his previous um, uh, uh, business life before he went into politics. So uh, a new world order for sure, for people living and working abroad. For more information and guidance on relocating overseas and implications on tax and residency and assistance in those factors, contact us at ProPartnership.com. 2024 is a bit of a new world order for Portugal as well. Uh, over the last 10, 15 years, there have been a very successful uh, habitual non-resident scheme for expats uh, in, in Portugal, which gives them lots of opportunities to, to pay a minimum amount of tax. Uh, for habitual non-resident, uh, they're not paying tax on overseas uh, dividends uh, and income and paying just a flat rate tax on any work that they do in Portugal at 20%. Um, if, if you're a, a Portugal resident, then your tax rate is from 14 to 45%. So it's a significant tax saving to pay a flat rate of 20% as opposed to progressive income taxes of 45% that you could pay in Portugal or the UK or, or other countries, if not more. But that's being scrapped now. So habitual non-residents, from 2024, uh, will no longer be able to get the, the this 20% uh, income tax rate for work that they're doing in Portugal. Now, if you've already got a habitual non-resident status, you've got that right for 10 years, at the end of 10 years, it stops. So you might consider relocating rather than paying the 45% habitual non-resident tax at the end of that 10-year that period. Uh, but you won't lose that that right uh, if you've been prescribed even if you start in 2023 you've still got your nine years left um, on that uh, 20 percent tax rate scheme so there are big changes in, in portugal another factor is that uh, you could get the golden visa based upon uh, investing in property that that's being removed as well and and and, and to get the uh, golden visa the the investment has to be in business uh, rather than in, in a, a property scheme. Um, uh, when you get a, a permanent residency or golden visa in the Schengen zone country, it gives you access to move around the EU freely as opposed to being restricted to the short stay 90 day rule. So big changes there as well. And then finally for today, let, let's consider uh, December at the end of the year, there should be an EU uh, leaders conference where they, they should rubber stamp and confirm finally um, the, the date for starting on the electronic travel authorities, which are due into the EU in 2024. Um, this will mean that anybody that travels into Europe on a visa-free travel, so they don't need a Schengen visa because uh, you've got visa-free travel, i.e. UK citizens will now need electronic travel authority in the same way you would do if you were traveling to USA or Australia. Uh, and that electronic travel authority will enable the EU countries um, and the Schengen zone countries to enforce the 90 day rule on your stay. So your short stay rule will start to be uh, applied. Um, if, if you've got visa free travel, the Schengen zone shouldn't, restrictions shouldn't apply if you go from France for one short stay and then Germany for another or Cyprus for another. 
But if you're traveling on a Schengen zone visa, you've got this 90 days in 180 within the, within the EU and the EU Schengen zone as well. So the Electronic Travel Authority brings in effect um, the short stay rule applied to all EU travel uh, from 2024. So it's a new world order uh, and everybody will need that to travel into an EU country, uh, whether you need a Schengen visa or not. Uh, so look out for that and see how that's going to affect you. If you've got an overseas holiday home in in in, in the uh, in in the EU, you might consider uh, trying to obtain either an annual visitors uh, residency permit or, or a long term residency permit to allow you to live and work abroad. If you can show you've got more than five years at the discretion of a government like Cyprus will grant you the permanent residency if you've owned a property long term and allow you to live and work there uh, over, over that long period of time. For more information and guidance on getting permanent residency and, and, and residency visas for the EU to uh, be a resident and avoid the short stay rules, uh, contact us at projectpartnership.com. Um, <clears throat> there's also an element of property creep that's going on at the moment. Uh, regulation is coming into a property rental. If you've got an overseas property and, and, and you're considering um, renting it out or you're already renting it out, you're already aware of some of those changes. If you want to advertise an overseas property through Airbnb, Booking.com, those type of portals, then you have to provide those uh, 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 tax uh, those agents with your tax number um, uh, to verify that you're entitled and you're registered to, to rent your uh, uh, um, uh, to do holiday lets for your property. Um, every time you've got a property, that property will incur uh, acquire a tax residency, and if you're renting it out, whether it's on a long term. Or holiday let basis, then then you need a tax number for that to to verify that with the, the relevant authorities. Uh, UK agents have been doing this for a couple of years now. At the end of the year, they do the equivalent of a, 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 a P60 for an employee. They send an, a, an income statement with any tax deducted at source or not uh, to to the um, uh, landlord but they also send that to the tax office. So the tax office is collecting data about the rent that you're, you're collecting, and therefore you should be declaring and paying tax on uh, as appropriate. Um, it then gets a bit more complicated. Um, so you've got your banks and you've got your financial institutions that don't just ask you for ID and address verification anymore. They also ask you for your tax number. So if you've got an overseas property rental, they want to know what your tax number is for that property rental. If you've got money coming in from a regular source, where's that coming in from? Is it employment? If it's not an employment, they're starting to ask you, what's that property rental? Is that What's that self-employment? So again, if you're self-employed, you should have social insurance If you're um, or national insurance. If you've got property rental, that should be registered and it should be taxed, should be paid. And generally, property rentals are, are taxed in the country where they arise. That doesn't mean because you live in another country as an expat that you don't pay tax on that, that income. 
So uh, UK property rentals uh, is taxable in the UK. Uh, Cyprus or Spanish or Portugal uh, property rentals are taxed in those jurisdictions. Uh, and, you know, you may have an obligation, you may have tax to pay. Uh, and if you need to do that, and you want help and guidance on filling out those tax returns, uh, contact us at projectpartnership.com. Um, <clears throat> Spain is actually stopping uh, non-Spanish uh, non people from being able to do holiday lets going forward. Uh, you've got the restriction with the Airbnbs and Booky.coms where you've got to have your tax number in place. Um, but the tax, tax is in there. In Cyprus, uh, there are some flat rate taxes that are paid on property rental tax, which can mean up to 5% tax should be paid on all property rental. If you don't pay that as you go along, A, you've got that tax liability. When you sell that property, you'll be caught up with that tax. And secondly, um, the, 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 from the end of 23, um, anybody with taxable income in Cyprus has got a liability to complete a, a tax return for the country. So again, uh, Proact, I've got a Cyprus office. If you need help and guidance on completing your Cyprus tax return, contact us at projectpartnership.com. Uh, the same for expats with UK property rental and you need a return uh, completing, contact us at projectpartnership.com. <clears throat> We're also conducting a countdown to the UK tax return uh, deadline. Uh, there's 92 days now to the uh, date for submitting a, an online tax return for expats living and working abroad. Uh, think about that now. Um, a paper deadline finishes yesterday on the 31st of October. You can't submit a paper deadline uh, return in the UK anymore. Even so, uh, you can't do that if you're an expat. So it's only online returns now. Expats uh, can't do it through the HMRC portal. They need a specialist advice and guidance, which Proact can offer. Um, and 92 days to do that now. So it's not overdue until the end of January, but it's better to get it in early. If you've got, not got your returning yet, uh, contact us at projectpartnership.com. 92 days sounds like a lot, but Christmas is coming, winter is coming. Let's get the job done sooner. If you need to complete a tax return because you've got overseas property rental, we've got in, other income arising in the UK, or you've been asked to do a UK tax return, contact us at projectpartnership.com. So thanks a lot for listening. There's new world order coming on. Some things don't change, tax deadlines uh, don't change, uh, but property uh, rentals are, are, are being taxed and enforcement of that is being uh, uh, rolled out. Um, but as well, there's changes to the tax rules for uh, expats in Portugal coming in next year. Um, will the new governments uh, bring the same um, ways that have existed for the last 80 years or will we get a new broom, a new generation of leaders in the Western democracies in the same way that Russia and Iran and China are operating in a different way going forward? How will the Western democracies respond to that in the years ahead? And in the worst case, the new world order could be a big property collapse precipitated by the debt burdens on the Chinese property market. 
Um, let's see uh, going forward. Stay in touch with us at ProPartnership.com if you want a free review or advice uh, and guidance. Contact us at ProPartnership.com or go to our website at ProPartnership. Contact us, and when, uh, there you can make an inquiry to get a free consultant review and, and start your journey with Proact, living and working abroad. Thanks a lot for listening, and we'll see you again next time.